You see, another thing that I love about Beecher Island is that uh, we believe that it is very important that you bring God's Word with you. That you carry your Bible and come to church with it because, you know what? I want you to read along with me. I want you to, to question what I say. I want, I want to make sure that I am of God's Word. And if I am not, I expect you to come and tell me that I'm not. And we're going to have a conversation. Please don't do it during the sermon. After. After. Come, tell me. Uh, so, so if you have your Bible, go ahead and open it up to John. John chapter 10. We have been in this series uh, of the Gospel of John for a while now. And I, and I, I love the Gospel of John. And, and, and uh, I could spend a while here. We're, we're going to... I teased you two weeks ago that maybe in two years we'll finish, finish it up, but uh, chapter 10 is pretty full. And um, I've kind of uh, done an overview of the last two chapters. I can't do that with 10. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go back to breaking it down because there's just so much here that I feel is so important for us to grab a hold of and understand. But before we read chapter 10, we have to understand why John wrote the Gospel of John. And he says in John chapter 20, verse 31, but these things are written. These things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that believing, and that believing, and that believing, I want us to get that. And that believing in His name, you'll have life. Believe it in His name, you will have life. That's why John wrote this. And that is good. And we're going to read chapter 10, uh, uh, the first 21 verses of it anyways here in just a minute. But let's go to Him in prayer first. Father God, I thank You. I thank You for this morning. I thank You for each person that is here this morning. Lord, I thank You that it was on their heart to come and join in, in just praising You, worshiping You, diving into Your Word. And I just thank You for each one that is here. Lord, I pray right now, though, that, that, that our hearts, our minds, our ears are ready to hear Your Word. And that if I speak anything that is not of You, God, I pray that it falls on the ground and it is not taken out of this building. But everything that is of Your Word, Lord, take, goes with us. Goes with us and, and, and draws us closer to You. God, I thank You. For everything you bless us with, this building, everything we have, Lord, it's all from you. And I thank you for it. And I just pray, Lord, this morning that we are all about you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alright, John chapter 10. Starting verse 1 through about 21, we'll say. I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate... Okay, so I better back up. We've, we've, he's talking to the Jews, right? Jesus is talking to the Jews here. He's, he's trying to explain to them what's going on. They're, they're wanting to kill Him. He's done many miracles on the Sabbath, and they're wanting to kill Him, and all of the, everything's going on. He's trying to let them know who He is. So, alright, we'll start over. I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. 
The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. When he has brought out his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever come before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this pen, sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. All these words, all these words, the Jews were again divided. I should say at these words, the Jews were again divided. Many of them said he is demon-possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, These are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? God's Word is good, amen? There's a lot in there. and We're going we're to try. I'm going to try to work our way through this and break it down. But man, I'm excited. Um, Jesus lays out the truth. He's laying out the truth to the Jews and, he, and He's not afraid to just speak it the way it is. And we need to listen to Jesus speak it the way it is. And that's what I, what I hope to, to lay out this morning. I, I, I want you to picture in your mind a solid pin. Uh, you know, like gathered cattle up in a pin. And I'm not talking about like a one-strand bob wire pin that some of you guys can keep your cattle into. I'm talking about a fence that will hold like coriander cap or goats. And the same with goats is if it holds water, it will hold a goat. Okay? So uh, think of a pin that's like that. But this pin only has one gate. One gate on this entire pin. One gate to go in and out of. See, that's the pin that Jesus is talking about. Uh, a pin with, with one gate. And some of your versions say door. Has anybody ever seen a door on a sheep pen? I haven't either. That's why I call it a gate. A gate. But there's one gate. And anyone who enters any other way than the gate is there to steal, to be a robber, to be a thief, to destroy. 
Anyone who's, who's climbing over the fence, anyone who is cutting their way through, anyone who climbs through the middle of the fence is there to steal. To steal. Jesus saying they're false teachers. They're false prophets. But I want you to see how Jesus starts all this off again. We've talked about it before. In the King James Version, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee. Jesus saying, Focus, church. Focus, right? Eyeballs, eyeballs. Matt Miles, eyeballs, eyeballs. Right? He wants you to get it. He wants you to hear. Jesus was saying, Jews, come on, listen to me. I need you to get this. I'm speaking truth to you right now, and you need to hear it. So church, we need to hear it. We need to understand it. We need to see what He's saying. He says, but the one who enters by the gate, but the one that enters by the gate is the shepherd. The one is the shepherd. Now guys, I tell you what, I'm pretty slow sometimes at getting everything. I, I struggle. And I'll tell you, this first six verses I have struggled with for a long time. Does it tie into the whole chapter? What, what's Jesus trying to say here? This week, it all came together for me. This week, I really tried to just pray about it and seek the Lord and, and, and read it and read it and read it and understand it. You see, this is going to be some of my opinion this morning, and I will tell you it's my opinion. And, and, and I hope that you can stick with me and, and stick with me till the end. And if you disagree with me by the end, we can have a conversation. Again, after the sermon. <laughs> but come along with me and I will try to point out when it's my opinion. Okay? Uh, but we have to see that Jesus is talking about a singular person. He says, He that enter." Or a man. Depends on what version you have. Right? A, a singular person. You, you see it. Why can I play with something? This point, Jesus is talking about himself. Jesus is not talking about followers at this point. He's not talking about people. He's talking about himself coming through the gate. That anyone else who tries to enter is a thief. Anyone who else tries to come into this sheep pen is a thief. Anyone who crawls through the fence is coming to steal from God. You see, Jesus says that the sheep listen to his voice. And he calls the sheep by their name. I love that. He, he calls them by their name. I, what comes to mind is, you're no longer a servant, but you are my friend. I call you by name. You're not a stranger. I call you by name. And He leads them out. He knows your name. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, He knows your name. He knows your name. You see, uh, I want to back up just a little bit though. There's, there's a little part of the verse there that I skipped over. 
I skipped over a part of verse 3. And this is where uh, my opinion is going to come in because there's lots of controversy over this. It says the gatekeeper opens the gate for him. Let me just say this, though. I think that the gatekeeper when sorting cattle is the worst job in the world. If you're the gate man, and if you're there by your family, working livestock, there is a, if it's only your family, there is a, maybe even if there's more than your family, there's a great opportunity for a family developmental moment because of the gate. Truth? Truth. Right? Amen. The gatekeeper is not the fun position. Right? Because you're, you're going to mess it up. Yeah, I would mess it up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we sorted 150 in the 151st one. I just messed up. Yeah, yeah. And now we got No, I'm joking. But, verse 3, the gatekeeper opens a gate for him. If it is Jesus entering the gate, can Jesus be the gatekeeper? Later on, we'll talk about it. He says, I am the gate. But if Jesus is entering through the gate as the shepherd, can He be the gatekeeper? My mind says no. So who's the gatekeeper? There's lots of commentaries out there that want to sure put in their opinion. I'm going to tell you right now, I disagree with almost all of them. They say that it's the Old Testament prophets being the gatekeeper. They say that it's John the Baptist being the gatekeeper. There's some, if you really dig, that will say it's the Holy Spirit. I say it's God the Father. I say it's absolutely God the Father who's running the gate. Because for God so loved the world that He sent, He gave His one and only Son. He's the one that opened the gate to let the shepherd into the sheep pen. See, I can't look at it any other way now. I think that it has to be God the Father. I'm telling you, it's my opinion, but I don't see any other way than God the Father. If you want to throw the Holy Spirit in there and the Trinity all coming through the gate at once, I am good with that. I am good with that. But when we start throwing Old Testament prophets being the gatekeeper, they're going to mess it up. John the Baptist is going to mess it up. I think it has to be God the Father. So... See, when I read these verse, the, the, the first six verses of this, I have, to, I have to set it apart. Because when we start tying in the rest of the chapter, it messes up the first six verses in the way that we need to understand it. Jesus is having a, a whole different conversation with Him once we get to verse 7. I'll get to that here in a little bit, but... Jesus says there's only been one. One that has entered the gate. Everybody else is there to steal. So when we think about that, anybody who has ever claimed to be a God or is like a God is here to steal, is a thief, is a robber. Right? If, we, if we read that correctly, anybody who claims to be a God or be like a God has not entered through the gate. There has been one, the shepherd. 
And I don't care what comes out of their mouth if they claim to be a god or like a god. They're there to be a thief. They're there to be a thief. You see, Jesus goes on and He says, The gatekeeper opens the gate for Him, and the sheep listen to His voice. He calls His own sheep by name, and He leads them out. When He, was, when he, was brought, when he has brought out all His own, He goes on ahead of them, and His sheep follow Him because they know His voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from Him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. When Christy and I used to run 300 head of goats, I could go out to the sheep pen, or to the to the goat pens, and and I could call to them, and they would all call back to me. It it, it was pretty cool. Like I would just do it often, just to, just to, just to do it, <laughs> and and they knew my voice. I, I'll share this. I shouldn't, but Christy would go out there and. And she, I would spend, I spent a ton of time with them. She, she didn't. Uh, she, you know, when we, when we kidded, she did. But, but they didn't know her voice. She would go out there and I would do it. They'd blah, and she would do it. And silence. Besides one, there was one little goat called Palin. And Palin would bat at her. But man, at her, really, it's a goat. But it was amazing. Like, they knew my voice when I would call out to them. And they would follow me. They, they would walk with me. They would go. For the most part. Okay? They were goats. <laughs> so, but this is exactly what Jesus was talking about. Like, we will know His voice. If we are believers, we will, we will know His voice. And He even adds more to it. But I first want you to get what would be happening here and what the Jews would have understood as Jesus talked about this. You see... In a certain area, uh, 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 so many, maybe a mile range, the sheep herders at night would bring all their sheep to the sheep pen. And so there would be several sheep herders that would bring all their sheep to the one pen. And they knew that they would be safe in there overnight. And so if that pen was close, they would come to those pens. And there would be one pen. And they would all push their sheep in there and, and they would sleep there at night and know that their sheep would not run off, that they would be safe. And so when Jesus says that the shepherd would go and call his sheep, think about this. Now you have, let's say, a thousand sheep in this pen, and each sheep herder has a hundred sheep, and he's going to go get his sheep out of there. Well, we'd get on horses and start sorting, wouldn't we? But that's not what they did. They would go to the gate, and they would call their sheep, and the sheep would hear and know their voice, and they would come out. See, that's what Jesus was saying. Jesus is saying, I'm not going to drive my sheep out. I'm going to call them and they're going to know my voice and I'm going to, they're going to sort out. Right? The, the followers are going to sort out from the rest of the sheep just as, just as they did for the sheep herders back then. They would sort their sheep by calling them. And the sheep would call back and they would go. What a picture, huh? What a picture. What a description, though, Jesus gives using this. As he, as he describes this to the Jews, He calls His followers and they will follow. He goes ahead of us. He goes ahead of us. He's out in front of us as our Savior, as our guide, as our example. Amen? That's our Jesus. That's our Jesus. 
And listen to me. Those who are true sheep of Christ will follow Him. But you don't become sheep by following the example. You don't become sheep by trying to do everything that Jesus did. It's not by the works. It's by being born again. By confessing Jesus Christ as Lord. By confessing Him, and then we become one of His sheep. It's very clear through the Bible that when we confess Jesus Christ as Lord and we believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead, we will be saved. That's how it's done. And then we will know His voice. And it'll be amazing when we truly get to hear His voice. You see, but Jesus is telling them that there's only been one who has ever entered through the gate. Only, only one, and every other person who has claimed to be a God is there to destroy. And when we get to verses uh, 7 through 21, it, it, it will even drive it home even more. But Jesus goes on in verse 5. In verse 5, He says, But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from Him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Church, there's a lot of strangers in this world. There's a lot of strangers in this world trying like mad to take you away. To take you away from the Christ. There has been a stranger ever since God sent him out of heaven and into hell. There has been a stranger working like mad every day to try to get people to follow him and not the Christ. And He's working every day to deceive you. And let me tell you, they seem to keep adding a little more truth to it so that it somewhat sounds like His voice. But church, that's why I always encourage you to be in God's Word. To be in God's Word so that you know His voice. So that when, when somebody's trying to steal you know it's a phony. You know it's a fake. But I'll tell you, it's getting harder and harder. In our world as Christians, we point out the easy ones, right? We point out the, the easy, false gospels. The Mormons. The Jehovah's Witness. The, the, the Muslims. The Buddhists. All those who, who have claimed to enter through the gate but they didn't. Their leader did not enter through the gate. Jesus is the only one who has entered by the gate. But what about when they add a little more truth to it? What about when they add a little more truth to it and it sounds pretty good? What about then? And I'm going to tell you, this may make some people uncomfortable, but I'm okay with it. We have to call a stranger a stranger. We have to call a thief a thief. And if we don't do that, we can be led astray pretty fast. And so I've never called out false teachers in a sermon ever before, but this morning I'm going to call some out, guys. 
If you listen to Joel Olstein, Bethel Church out of Redding, California, if you listen to Joyce Meyer, Todd White, Stephen Furtick, and many others, if you listen to them, it can be detrimental to your relationship with Jesus Christ. They take a lot of truth and they add to it. I will tell you right now, almost every one of these say that Jesus was not the Christ when he died on the cross. Not true. Not true. Almost every one of these start adding to the truth of God's word and can lead you astray and you don't even know it. Because you know what? He's been speaking truth for ten weeks now and I'm listening to him every time. And now he throws one in there that leads you astray. And you don't think anything of it. Let me tell you, be in God's Word. Be in God's Word so that you can call the thief a thief. If you listen to these, it may have great effect on your personal relationship with Jesus. And if there's any one of these that you disagree with me on, that you think that they are not a foe, come and talk with me. I would love to talk with you about it. You see, 2 Corinthians 11, 3-4, Paul gets pretty serious. And this is what made me say, you know what, it's, it's time to call a foe a foe. It's time to call a thief a thief. 2 Corinthians 11, 3-4, and I'm going to read this out of the ESV version. But 2 Corinthians 11, 3-4. It says, But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Ooh. For if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus than the one we proclaim, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you receive, or if you accept a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it readily enough. I want you to take those words to heart. I'm going to jump down just a few verses here to verse 12, but I want you to hear this, that all those that I called out this morning are preaching a different gospel than what the gospel of Jesus Christ is. So verse 12, what do I do? But what, but what I do, I will also continue to do that I may cut off the opportunity from those who desire an opportunity to be regarded just as we are in the things of which they boast. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. Listen to that. They're deceiving you. And no wonder, for Satan himself transformed himself into an angel of light. Listen, therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers, if Satan's ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness. That's deceiving. And the ministers of righteousness whose end will be according to their works. Highlight that in your Bible. Listen to me, Jesus is saying that we need to run away from strangers, run away from false teachers. So why are we standing around listening to them? 
Why are we letting them into our homes, on the TV, on the radio, listening to it on podcasts? Why, why are we letting them into our home? Why are we putting up with this? Why are we okay with a little different opinion on the gospel? That's not okay. It's not okay in any way to stand in God's truth and be of it, not of any other gospel. But His. But His. You see, I always say that we can talk about God's Word and we can have difference of opinion. And we can. Until we change the gospel. And as soon as we change the gospel, you're reading from a different Bible than I read from. And it doesn't work. And it doesn't work. Do not change the gospel of Jesus Christ. Do not listen to false teachers. Don't listen to the counterfeit. Listen to God. Be in His Word. I'll tell you guys, I wanted to get through verses 7 through 21, but we are running out of time. And uh, we're going we're gonna to come back to verses 7 through 21 next week. But I do want to say that verse 6 ties the first six verses all together and then gives us a break. See, see Jesus saying in verse 6 that the Jews didn't understand the illustration that He was trying to give. They didn't understand what He was trying to say. He was trying to lay it out for them, but they, they didn't get it. And so He starts a whole new illustration in verse 7. And that's where we're going to start next week. Is verse 7. Because it's a whole new illustration that Jesus is laying out for us. And so I don't want us to confuse the first six verses with 7 through 21. I want you to see that it's Jesus. Jesus as a shepherd and there's only been one. Only been one that has entered through that gate. And anybody else, anybody else who claims to be a God is a thief. And let me just tell you, there is lots, lots of, of, of big-name false teachers right now claiming that you can be a God. It's not true. It's not true. There's one gate, and God runs that gate, and He already closed it. You see, guys, this sheep pen is this world. The sheep pen is this world. And there is one Christ, the Son of God. And when it's time, He will, he will lead His sheep home. And it will be amazing. It will be completely amazing. Because the Christ will lead us out of the sheep pen and into heaven out of the sheep pen and into heaven. But while we are in this sheep pen, while we are here, many will try to get your attention. Many will try to get your praise. Many will try to get your thoughts, your worship. Don't let it happen. Don't let it happen. Be of Him. Be of Him and Him only. Jesus entered through the gate and He said, My sheep will know My voice. So I'm asking you this morning, do you know His voice? Do you know His voice? If you don't know His voice, all you have to do is accept Him. All you have to do is confess Him as Lord and you will hear His voice. 
You see, if you do know His voice, though, man, I encourage you to pray. I don't know if we do that enough. I always end my sermons by inviting people to come to Christ. But let me, this, this morning, I, I want to do that. If you've not come to Christ this morning, today is the day. But listen to me. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, celebrate that. Know that He knows you by name. Know, as Tucker preached last week, that, that He knows every hair on your head. What amazing thought. Man, we should all be smiling right now because we know that God knows our name if you are a follower of Jesus Christ. What a blessing. What a blessing. I want you to know that He calls you His sheep when you follow Him. And I want you to think that that is a good thing, not a sheep trying to wake up and die every day, okay? A good thing. A good thing. Our God is good. And He sent His one and only Son to die for us. For you. He was the perfect sacrifice. We just took communion, recognizing that it was Jesus, the perfect sacrifice that died on the cross for you and me. And it was perfect. And it was perfect. And it's only through Him that we have life. Only through Him that we have life. He is the amazing shepherd. I'm going to invite our music crew up uh, this morning. We don't have our music team, which usually we have. Um, but they're taking a vacation, and that's okay. They're taking a vacation. So um, We're going to finish with one song here, I think. Uh, but I also want to encourage you that if you need any prayers this morning, if you need any prayers at all for whatever is going on in, in your life, if maybe the thief has gotten a hold of you and trying to lead you astray and, and you want, want prayers this morning, man, we're, we're here to pray with you. There'll be some elders in the back. I'll, I'll, I'll be up here, but there'll be some elders in the back too. Uh, uh, if you need prayers, come up here. Go back there. Whatever it be, we want to pray with you. We want to be excited this morning that He knows us by name. Let's go to Him in prayer. Father God, I thank You. I thank You. I thank You that You do know us by name. And Lord, I pray this morning that, that as You say that, that we should run from the strangers, run from the thief. I just pray this morning that, that we see that, Lord, and that we, not, that, that we don't be uh, taken away, that we don't be deceived by the thief. Lord, there are many who tie a lot of truth their teaching, but then go astray pretty fast. Start adding their own truth to it, Lord. And I just pray that that doesn't ever happen here, number one, Lord. But that we don't be deceived by that kind of teaching. And that we don't let it into our homes. We don't let it in, into, our, into our ears. Lord, I thank you for your truth and that we have it so readily available that we can just pick it up and read it every day. Day. And I pray that we do that so that we know your truth and know your voice. Lord, I pray this morning that, that we stand strong in that. That we, that we be as Paul and we say, we're not putting up with that. Lord, I thank you again for your teaching. I thank you for your love. And I pray if there's anybody here this morning that's struggling with anything in life, that they have the courage to, to come forward and seek seek you in prayer and we just join with them in lifting them up, Lord.
Lord, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for this church. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Stand and sing with us.